0: Ladies and gentlemen, joining us on the show is the promoter of Hex Fight Series, Jacob Watts. Uh, he's here to promote Hex Fight Series 28, November 18th, at Festival Hall in Melbourne. It's going to be a cracker of a show Luciano versus Mikalef. Uh, and of course, Sean Gauchi taking on Paul Loger, uh, both title fights. It's going to be a cracker. Uh, of a card, lots of uh, lots of local talent, lots of fights that mean a lot, and will set up the landscape to come. Well, the good thing about Jacob Watts, uh, he answers all the questions, you know, his way. Uh, but he does not, he does not shy away from, he doesn't shy away from any question asked. And there has been a little bit of controversy, uh, perhaps on uh, the whole Matt Vale Joseph Luciano situation. And if you want to know more about that, go listen to the Joseph Luciano podcast I've done. Um, we go into that there, uh, and uh, Jacob explains why they went with John O'Mikalev and they didn't ask Matt Vale and all those questions that you have about that. Do stick around because Jacob answers them. We also do a new thing. Uh, we're a bit of a we have a bit of a mailbag where Australian my underscore on Instagram. You can hit up, ask questions, um, and I'll pass them on and, and ask them to Jacob. And we do that, and uh, so he answers all of those. And it's you know the state of the lightweights, the light heavyweights. Uh, why they did this and that and it's it's good. It's a really really it's really really good chat. And then of course we chat Hex Fight Series twenty eight uh and their new pay-per-view provider B in sports which I think is huge in Europe and stuff for football and, and and whatnot. So it's great to have them supporting Australian MMA. So guys without further ado let's get straight into it. Uh the promoter of Hex Fight Series Jacob Watts. Ladies and gentlemen, joining me on the show, the one and only head of Hex, Jacob Watts. Welcome. Michi, thanks for having me, brother. Now, first of all, mate, you excited. New venue, Festival Hall, Hex Fight Series 28, November 18th. Uh, are you a bit scared because you're getting out from Melbourne Pavilion? I'm not scared, uh, <laughs> excited,
1: a little bit nervous, which is a good thing. You know, it's a massive step up for us. We're basically doubling our attendance and you know such a different kind of vibe in there but um yeah not scared we've we've prepared everything that we need to prepare and i'm just super excited to showcase another step in hex's growth
0: now um main event uh we've got Joey Luciano taking on Johnny Jono Mikalev for the uh, Hex welterweight title uh the question everyone wants to know why we go. wasn't <laughs> it Joe Joseph Luciano versus Matt Vail Look, obviously, um, when at the last event, um, you know, we after the
1: last show, when Jono had beaten Jack James, who Jack James, an absolute animal. Once he'd beaten him, you know, we kind of said, look, Jono, we we want to get you into the title picture. We're not sure who against. Um, you, you know, you've he's been putting on great performances. He's been loyal to the show, and um, and he's good to have on. So it was he was kind of already one half of that, and then it, I guess it was just that fight fell through and. Um, yeah, at the time it was it was um, Joey that kind of works better for us. so um, not that, not anything against Matt Vale. you know he's a former former champ of the promotion and he's absolutely he's a great fighter. Um, and he's definitely someone that you know we'd love to have potentially fight the winner of this fight. So yeah, I, I just, um, you know, all, all, always got time to have Matt on the show, but yeah, it just didn't work out for this one unfortunately.
0: Is that is that the goal though to have to have Matt Vale fight the winner?
1: It's one of the goals, yeah. Like I mean, yeah, I am not gonna guarantee anything, but it's but that's what we've that's what we've spoken about. You know, we, we, we want to have Matt fight the winner. So
0: now, another one. It's it's really split everyone down the middle. You've pulled off something miraculous, especially with the mainstream, and you've got AFL legend Brendan Favola fighting a fan. Um First of all, how does a fight like this come about and what are your thoughts on some of the critiques that Favola's treating it a bit more like a circus uh, and it's taking up a valuable spot that could go to a younger fighter? Look, I'll start with the critiques first. I understand from the outside looking
1: in what it looks like, but this fight is only going to bring more mainstream ice to the sport. And that's the goal for us. The goal is not to have Feb on and take the piss. The goal is we want to bring mainstream ice to the sport. We want to get more viewers, not just for us, but for MMA in general. We want to have more people watching the show that don't necessarily watch it so we can continue to grow the sport and remove that stigma because you know that there's still that... Stigma of, you know, uh, it's a violent, bloody cage sport and and all that shit. So this is only going to help further that goal of getting rid of that stigma and growing the sport. So I understand why people think that looking from the outside in, but I can assure you, Feb's Feb's taking this seriously. Like, that's just the personality he is. He takes the piss out of everything. He jumped in the Yarra after he kicked the footy in the longest kick competition. He just takes the piss, but he's been training. He's been training hard and it's going to be a fun fight. So it's 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 only going to do good things for the sport.
0: Well, how does it? So, what's the fight going to look like? Is there is it commission signed off? Are they just going to have comically large headgear and gloves? Like, what does this fight look like?
1: Yeah, the the commission has to sign off on on any fights, but it's it's basically going to be under amateur rules. So they'll have eight ounce gloves, they'll have um, shin guards, but no headgear. Um, you know, there'll they'll be head kicks, there'll be punches to the head, and all that. So. It's um, it'll be a fight, man, it'll be a proper fight.
0: You reckon? You reckon like Favola's gonna try and knock Tony out?
1: Yeah, well, I, I was in um, I was at the uh, Fox FM radio station, which is a, a channel down here in Melbourne. I was there this morning, and Fev was showing me his front kick, and mate, that he he can keep, he probably could keep, um front kick Stefan Struve in the face. That's how <laughs> he, he can get it up there. So yeah, he's um, you know, both guys are taking it seriously, like Tony. Tony told me when um, when he actually bought tickets to the event to enter the competition, he actually joined an MMA gym. So, um, you know, he's just just in, intent, in anticipation of winning. So, um, you know, it's got one person in the gym training and I'm sure this fight will get more, more people in the gym training trying to be like that.
0: Is there any bit of you that worries that, you know, Favola could either A, make a mockery out of this, Knock a middle-aged man out cold, or Favola could get knocked out cold. Like, is there any? Is there any bit of this that actually worries you that it could backfire? It doesn't worry me, but that's part of the
1: sport, you know. We've people get knocked out.
0: Does the commission have to check over the the, the ticket winner? Like, does did he have to do a medical or something? Yeah, he's had to do everything
1: so fully apply. Um, the 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 board down here is we've got the strictest board in Australia, which is um, which is a good thing, you know they. They do um, multiple tests, applications. They have to be signed off by a licensed matchmaker, and they're pretty strict with everything. So both these guys have passed all their um, passed all their requirements that the boards requested of them. So they're both fit um, and, and ready to go.
0: Okay. Well, final question on this, then. Uh, I want your honest opinion. How does, how does that fight go? Oh, I've got no idea, to be honest. I've, <laughs> I've,
1: I've spent I've spent some time. Um, Obviously, I've spent time watching Fev train. um, And then in the last, over the last, what's it been, four days, I've um, spent a couple of nights down watching Tony train as well. So um, I think it'll just be a fun fight. I I have really no idea what's going to happen.
0: We move on over to a new thing that I tried, uh, a mailbag. I just uh, threw up, ask uh, the head of Hex, Jacob, what's a a question? And mate, I have never had... So much response. So get get ready. These are not even me stumping you questions. These are these are everyone else coming after you. These are definitely just questions that you've yeah. and yeah, you're, 100%. Like, you're you're throwing off. You're like, oh, yeah. this person has this. Uh, this uh, question comes in from Matt. It says thoughts on the light heavyweight division in Australia, and New Zealand MMA, and are there plans to try revitalising it?
1: Yeah, there's definitely a plan there to revitalise it. You know, there's a certain guy over in New Zealand that we'd love to have fight on the show who fights at light heavyweight Um, but it's just a bit of a thin division at the moment you know heavyweight and light heavyweight it's a little bit thin for competition Um, but we want to have belts on someone in every division so it's definitely something that we're strategically um, working towards we had a light heavyweight fight on our last card and um, I'd expect that we'll have
0: one in March. And uh, this, fight, uh, this question comes in from Tamati. Uh, would they, as in Hex, consider doing K1 fights in the cage as well, since you've done grappling matches before? Of course, we saw Sotiropoulos, Van Heerden, uh in there. Is K1 on, on the cards?
1: 100%. I think um, like K1, maybe Muay Thai, about something like that. Some some form of kickboxing is definitely something we want to explore next year. And Um, Once again, it's just bringing different fan bases to the sport. Um, Obviously, kickboxing fans will probably be fans of MMA anyway, but they might not be, so um, we just want to expose as many different fan bases to the sport as we can, and who doesn't love seeing people stand up and try and knock each other out?
0: And uh, this question has been asked by a lot of people over the, over the last six, six to eight months. And this one comes in from Jason. It says, will Hex do shows in other States uh, or will they just stay in Melbourne? Uh, And there's some other questions here that I won't put through just comments, but there has at times people complained about there being a quote unquote Melbourne bias. Uh, So I kind of want your response to both of those. Yeah, for sure. We
1: um, we've got some pretty big plans for next year. So, We're actually going to be making an announcement um, at the end of uh, this upcoming event next Saturday. So um, you'll see it uh, if you're at the venue, you hear it. If you're watching the stream, you'll um, hear it then. And if not, you'll see it uh, probably ten minutes after on the Australian MMA podcast because I know you'll be grabbing it straight away. Um, We've got a yeah big announcement for next year, Um, and I don't think that there's a there's a Melbourne bias at all. You know, we've we're constantly bringing in people from all around Australia. We're bringing in guys from New Zealand. Um, I think there's just a lot of really good ta- uh talented fighters in Melbourne. So I think that if people think it's a bias, I think it's just a kind of testament to how good the talent is in Melbourne that we've got guys that are consistently winning that um, happen to fight out of the state that we have the shows in.
0: Well, Does it not benefit you though, to have Melbourne champions more?
1: It's a good thing for the, for a business side of it, but um, you know, we want the best guys to be the champions. You know, we've got Abdallah, Abdallah, and Cody are both um, are both champions or interim champions. And you'd know better than anyone how expensive a flight is from <laughs> Perth to Melbourne. So um, it's not it's not about what um, benefits us. It's, it's about having the best guys at the top of the heap. And I feel like we're really um, starting to show that we've got the best guys in each division at the top of the heap.
0: And now this this question comes in from Luke Stockman. Uh, what weight division are you most excited to crown a new champion for?
1: Uh, I think I think probably the lightweight because I think that there's so many exciting matchups there. And obviously, we don't have a champ there. So I think that that, that is the number one division that um, we don't have a, a champ for at the moment. Um, but, the, you know, there's exciting fights across all the divisions. You know, Luke's, Luke's a light heavyweight. There could, there's some fun fights at light heavyweight. We we don't have a flyweight title. There's some fun fights there, so there's um there's some big things on the horizon.
0: This question comes in uh, from a young upstart called Damien Brown. Uh, Damien beat down Brown runs, beat down promotions himself. He says, "What's the end goal for Hex as a promotion?" The end goal is to be
1: looked back on and and people say, "Well, they've had they had a lot of guys that came." you know, a lot of world-class athletes that came through them. They've got, they've had Izzy Adesanya. They're like I want people to look back and go, wow, some of the best fighters the world's ever seen have come from Hex. That's the goal.
0: That's fair. That's fair. Well, that's what the people wanted to know. A um, couple more from me. You're not getting away with this too much. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> When doing the show, this Festival Hall show, you're taking a big leap, of course, stepping away from... I mean, it wasn't safe being at Melbourne Pavilion, but you knew how to get the job done. So now that you're moving to Festival Hall, in all honesty, what was the hardest... uh, What's been the biggest hurdle preparing for this show? Um, I think just
1: adapting to a new space. You know, it's a lot bigger. There's a lot of different... um, You know, the areas are all different. So I think just kind of adapting to a different layout, a different space. But we have we've put so many months of preparation into each show that we've got our processes, we've got our plans and it translates pretty easily
0: into fight Not. Do you hear critiques? So in the comments, in interviews, in podcasts, do you hear when people make critiques, like hypothetically when the Brenda Favola one got announced, right? Do you guys hear that stuff and do you take it on board?
1: Yeah. I, I read all the comments on every post and I, um, I'm one of those guys. I have to <laughs> always forget. So. Um, like I understand, you know, everyone, everyone's entitled to their own opinion and I'm never going to um, call anyone out or be rude or anything like that to anyone that has their opinion. We, we know what we're trying to do with um, these certain things that we do. Um, and, you know, we might get something wrong every once in a while, but I feel like what we're doing is really benefiting the sport. So um yeah, I, I read i read everything that everyone's got to say and we take it on board but at the end of the day um we we're doing the things that we think are best for the sport
0: and uh talk to me a little bit about being sports and, and what it's like to to sign up with them like what they're really big in the european market what does it mean for australian mma yeah well it's massive because um like you said
1: they're big overseas especially like asia middle east europe um they've got massive fan bases over there they've got they've had some of the biggest sports in the world on their platform. They've had the Premier League. They've got, they've had basically every um, soccer organization. They've got all these different kind of um, sporting uh, organizations. So it's awesome to be, I guess, their premier MMA organization um, that they broadcast on their platform. It's, it's, uh, yeah, I guess a, a big tick of approval. And, um, you know, it's just a, another reason why, why fighters are going to come and fight on Hex because they know that they're going to get seen on a big scale. They're going to, there's a chance that they're going to get signed to the UFC. So it's just another, another, um, level. We're raising that platform for everyone.
0: Do they say that you have to hit a certain number of, of pay-per-view sold to continue? Like, is, do you have any sort of metric of what, what to expect or, or your KPIs?
1: No, there's no, um, no like, uh, requirements from us. Um, they've they've told us what they what 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 they are, are going to hit in terms of streams and um they they've committed to us for multiple shows so there's um there's not much we have to do except just put on good fights
0: and will much of the production change
1: no it'll be um pretty similar you know we're always adapting our our production and trying to tweak little things to make it a better experience for everyone watching at home so we'll keep making those small adaptations but Um,
0: no, no changes from, um, you know, no big changes from the last show. And, uh, talking to Hex Fight Series 28, uh, November 18th festival hall in Melbourne. What is the fight that you're looking forward to the most? Um,
1: I think, I think it has to be Emrahant and Michael, doesn't it? It's just going to be such a, the whole build up. Like next week, we're going to have to have, we're going to have to get like the big security guards to come to the Wayne's, to the press conference. To We're going to get, we're going to have to get them all in the cage when they're facing off. It's, they, they, it's been, I can't remember a time recently where two people genuinely hated each other at this level. Like it's obviously on a smaller scale, but it's like a Khabib and Connor thing. Like they genuinely, Dislike each other and would would confront each other if they saw each other in the street. So, um, just from a, a build up wise, I think that, that that's just going to be so exciting, and it's good because we're going to kind of finally get to see where where Emrahans at. You know how good he really is.
0: Yeah, because I think people are sleeping on Michael Mano. They don't realize like what he did to Anthony Drillich back in the day, who's now the the flyweight champion for for uh, another promotion. Um, what Michael did was. Like he was the real deal type thing and, and he kind of went quiet a little bit. And so I feel like this is going to get the attention again. So if he picks up the, the w, he's I mean, he very much could be next in line. In fact, that's a question for you. Is he next in line? Cause I believe that did you announce that this could be a number one contenders fight?
1: Yeah, when we signed the fight and we had the original um, white title fight, we said it would be, I guess, a number one contenders match, but we might have to yeah. bust, bust out the black and white stripes and do a triple threat, triple threat match or something.
0: Yeah, because, I mean, do guys like that get frustrated? Because obviously Cody Haddon, who was the interim champion, was supposed to be taking on Sean Gauci. But now, obviously... Cody kind of jumps the queue again. Did you have to tell Michael Mano and, and Amrahan Hekamugli that you might not be getting the, the belt after this? Look, not necessarily. There's a lot of different things that can that can change, you know.
1: Um, And, you know, it could be like um, Sean could get a win and he could get signed or um, Paul could win and then it changes the whole landscape or someone could get injured or Cody could not be ready or Michael. You know, there's so many different moving parts that... Um, we, we've just got to get through the show and, and then reassess and, and see what happens. I know that no matter what, we're going to put on an exciting fight. So,
0: And to highlight that, I mean, you mentioned the Sean Goucher fight. Of course, everyone was looking forward to the, the Cody Haddon fight. Um, two guys at the, the top of their game. Paul Logos had some real ups and downs throughout his career, but looks to have really sort of bounced back, answered the call. Uh, might have even made the call to get this fight. Can you talk how how this Paul Logger uh, got uh introduced into the Sean Gouchy Bantamweight title fight? Yeah, well speaking of um Damien
1: being down, I got a message I got a message about 30 seconds after his <laughs> fight got called off saying, Hey, um, hey, uh, you know, is uh like what's to go with your bantamweight title fight. So Um, no, I'm so excited to have Paul on. He's an absolute animal. Like if, if anyone's going to beat Sean, it's, it'll be Paul. He's, he like, doesn't give a shit. He, you know, he, he's Mm -hmm. just a brawler. He's, but he's a technical brawler. If you look at the people he's lost to recently, he's only lost to the top, the top of the top. So he's a really high caliber athlete. He's got huge power for a Bantamweight. So, uh, I'm really excited for that fight. I think um, I think that it's still going to be a great contest, and these guys are going to uh, have a
0: war. And uh, to round this all out, as we uh, get closer to November eighteenth, uh, Hex Fight Series twenty eight. What are you most excited for? Not just a fight, but the the event in general. Is it is it finally getting on this streaming platform? Is it the festival hall show? Is it finally getting Luciano out there? Is it like, what what is the the most exciting moment that you're looking forward to?
1: I think the most exciting thing is just showcasing all the work we've put in over the last three months to get this this venue to get this show where it is for the fights that we've got. I think it's so exciting to for everyone to finally see. You know, I've been telling people every day, like my the people I see every day, they're probably so sick of hearing about it. Cause it's all I talk about is how big this show is going to be, how exciting it's going to be. So I think finally getting to showcase um, the the next step in the growth of Hex. I think that's the most exciting thing for us.
0: Well, Jacob Watts uh, shot caller, of hex fight series uh, looking forward to it. November 18th festival hall. Uh, they sign up. Now we got, to, this is for the pay-per-view stuff. Now do they sign up to be, be in sports? Like how, how does this work now? No. So
1: there's no, no registration or anything needed. Like no, um no subscription or anything like that. Um, you just, you can click the link in our bio. Uh, we've got a link for Oz, the link for NZ click the link there and you can pre-purchase the stream. You'll get thirty days completely free of their um, platform. Um, there's no like, you know, enter your credit card mm. and then we'll charge you after thirty days. It's completely free, um, and then you'll get the fight as well. So, link in our bio. It's got an Oz link and NZ link, um, and all you've got to do is pre-purchase it. Otherwise, you can purchase it on the night.
0: And are there a, is there a link code that I can potentially give to someone for listening to this podcast? we can do a free
1: code for you Mitchie you're a good bloke
0: yes yes all right well that's what I want I want you to, if, if you're listening wherever you are when you to jump on the where this interview is on the YouTube page on Australian MMA and just comment something anything I want to win I'll find your details I'll put you in the draw and I'll give you a free pay-per-view <laughs> we love all it right. thanks a lot for having me on Mitch as always hello mate take it easy